0: How y'all doing that there? Well, he's back now today with these here fellas for another fantastic episode of Buckeye Bomb Bash with Bellhaven and the boy.
1: Exciting indeed as we reach the final preview.
0: It's the final countdown. The season
1: starts. And it is the SEC West the almighty SEC West. By the almighty
0: God, it is the almighty SEC West. In
1: all fairness, as much as we bash the SEC, uh, I think we both agree that, uh, this is primed to be, uh, one of the best, if not the best division this year in college football. Uh, Starting with the Alabama Crimson Tide, who came off, you know, quote unquote, rebuilding year last year and still made it to a national title and are expected no less than to make it back to the national title, uh, returning nine starters on both sides of the ball, even losing a slew of talent the past couple years. They always reload. Uh, this year, they play at Texas, although I think they're going to kick the crap out of Texas. Uh, at Tennessee, when Arkansas may give them fits, at LSU, at Ole misses the road schedule. Uh, of course, they bring back uh, the main guys, Heisman quarterback Bryce Young, and one of the best uh, defensive ends, Will Anderson, in the country, along with uh, veteran safeties. Uh, the O-line is definitely going to be better than last year. So everywhere you look, uh, this team is uh, going to be brutal to those who play him. Not only do they recruit, well, they hit the transfer portal really well this year. And so if Bryce Young stays healthy, absolutely no reason why Alabama should not go 12-0 and 0 and make it back to the college football playoff. Uh, in fact, I do think they are going to go 12-0. and 0. Uh, Some of these teams might be a little bit better, but... Just the, the, the strength of their team and the schedule. Uh, I think it's an undefeated regular season for the Tide.
0: Roll damn Tide! Yeah, uh, talking about Alabama. So before you know we get into it, for me, I, I do want to say I agree with you. Um, yes, this is, and I honestly don't even think it's close. There is not a division in college football that even comes close to this one. I'm going to say it. Um, You know, we always bash the SEC, me in particular. And it's mostly because I'm annoyed by the bias, right? The SEC bias, which I believe in, you know, and it's fun to have, you know, our conspiracy theories um, in college football and anything for that matter. But, you know, I've said it before, I I do believe that there's a bias toward them. Um, But if I think of any objectivity to the bias, you know, one of the reasons it may be is because, hands down, they're the most talented conference, and it's not just this year; it is most every year. And that's where I tended to get quite annoyed. Um, you know, if I look at uh, the West, Bama over the past five years they ranked number two, A and M number seven, Auburn number eight, LSU fourteen. Uh, Mississippi State, 24. Over the past five years, Mississippi State averaged 24th in recruiting rankings. That's pretty good. Um, Ole Miss, 25. in Arkansas, even, with some of those bad years, 30. Here's one for you. Vanderbilt, who is a perennial bottom dweller, they recruit better than 19 other Power 5 schools over the past five years. So, that's why, from an objective perspective, you know, the media is always all over the, the SEC. It's because of the talent. The problem is that is balanced, in my opinion, by two other things, and, and they both go hand in hand, but not you know, one hundred percent. And that is coaching and culture. The SEC just hasn't had the coaches. They've had very elite coaches in Nick Saban, you know, Urban Meyer when he was there. And then they would have kind of a flash in the pan. Um, Kirby Smart's making an argument for it getting better from that perspective. But generally speaking, other conferences with less talent have just had better coaches. And therefore, they really were on par in many cases. It would ebb and flow year to year. What might be changing is the fact that the SEC is now getting some really good coaches. In that West division, I mean, look at it. Brian Kelly, who's been to the playoffs twice now, you know, he's in that division. Of course, we you don't have to talk about Sabin. Mike Leach is consistently a good coach, right? Lane Kiffin's a good coach. He's kind of in the ilk of Sarkeesian. They kind of came up together through USC at the same time. You know, they were with Pete Carroll. And their their, their career from a head coaching perspective has looked very similar, you know, M- mediocre um but you know last year lane keven kind of broke through a little bit you know so he he's a pretty good coach um Pittman, is that his name at arkansas you know he's proven yeah you know, at he' he had a really good solid year last year so and, and Jimbo fisher um he's he's a good coach i just don't think he's this elite coach that people hype him up to be yeah but he is a very good coach so you look at that division. You look across the division. They've got, um, they're trying, right? They, they, Kirby Smart, um, and we've already talked about these. Won't go into detail about that, but they they they're bringing the coaches in now, and there's some more consistent cultures going on now. You know, you know lengthy lengthy stays by coaches, uh, building cultures, and so I, I think that's why this year, uh, at the very least, SEC. West is by far the best division, and I, I will probably go so far as to say the entire conference is this year what I think people have wanted it to be in the past, uh, because now they have those pieces coming together. Alabama. I, I I used up all my time. Alabama, they're just the best out of all of that. Uh, the best coach. They have eight returning starters on defense and the Heisman Trophy winner on offense, They need only to shore up that offensive line a little bit, which I think they will have done, and therefore, I agree with you, they're likely to go undefeated uh, up through into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and uh, to your other points, I don't have anything to add. Uh, Sometimes we disagree, more often than not I think we agree, and uh, we we agree uh, on what you described there. So we'll move right along. To Texas A&M, uh, win total eight and a half. And like you said, it uh, we've waxed poetic before, uh, kind of on the I want to say mediocrity of Texas A&M, but uh, I guess the overhype on, on Texas A&M. And it's been a very good program, extremely solid program. Jimbo is a good coach; he has recruited that program very well, but he hasn't taken it to that next tier yet. And I think this year uh, he is one quarterback away te- probably from doing that. And I don't think I don't think uh, the quarterbacks going to pan out this year. I think they're going to be very solid. In fact, I think Texas Am is going to finish second in the division with uh, nine wins, maybe 10, probably nine, and it's going to be a pretty good year for them. Uh, I think they're going to beat Miami at home. South Carolina on the road, I I do think they'll win. Mississippi State could lose, too. I do think they'll lose to Bama this year at home or on the road uh, in the revenge game. Defense uh, should be solid again. Uh, He's recruited the line very well the past few years. Defensive back should be good. The offense of line, a little iffy. They lost a, a couple guys last year. Should still be decent. But, you know, the quarterback, I think there's four guys vying for the position right now. You don't really know who the starter is going to be. Um, maybe the, the highly recruited guy last year. I think Haynes King is his name. Uh, not a lot of experience. And since uh, I think this is, a, this is a pretty big stat, that the passing game in terms of, you know, like uh, explosive, you know, they, they like to throw out the term explosive. Well, the explosive passing game has been the second worst in the sec since Jimbo uh, has been there and why well the quarterback and there's really nobody I think at least right now that scares you at the quarterback position uh, you know until they prove us wrong and so because of that they could have a solid team and a very tough division but until they get extremely good quarterback play which in this day and age in college football you absolutely have to have you're not going to compete for uh, titles in your conference. And and so I think that will happen again this year. Have a really good season, but uh, don't make it to the top.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a very good year for A&M. <clears throat> they just have a wealth of talent. And you know, like you said, Jimbo Fisher is a good coach. Um, when he stepped in at Florida State, he stepped into a team uh, with a similar makeup, except they had a quarterback. And I think that's key. And I mean it from the fact that that Florida State team was was pretty well loaded. Uh, he took advantage of that and had a superior quarterback, and he you know obviously the rest uh, is history. Um, from a talent perspective, this A and M team, especially with last year's hall or twenty the the twenty two recruiting class, um, he has got extremely loaded team. Um, they ranked number seven uh, on average uh, over the past five years, and clearly they had the number one, arguably the best uh, class of all time. Apparently, so man is their talent on that team. But I number one, he doesn't have that. Jameis Winston. To your point, uh, they have no clue really. It seems who's going to be the quarterback. Um, and, and I just I I think he needs a gear. For, for that class that he brought in last year. Um, and, and if he can get a quarterback uh, to kind of surface this year, uh, get a year under his belt with um, you know the 22 recruiting class, I think next year is going to be their year. Uh, to me, this year they are the team that nobody wants to play. I don't think they're going to win the division. Uh, I think they can compete with the talent they have. I just don't think they're there yet. Uh, but they are the team that, uh, you know, and I don't know if these teams are playing, but, you know, Florida or, you know, Georgia from the other side, uh, Tennessee, whomever, uh, they don't want to have A&M on their schedule this year. Uh, I, I think um, I, I'm seeing probably about a 9-3 A&M. type of year for them. Yeah, A&M does play Florida at home this year. That's right. We did talk about that, and so yeah, if I'm Florida, and that's part of you know why we put Florida where we did, they got to go to to A&M, and that's that's not going to be easy.
1: Yeah, and so I think we're pretty uh, similar on Texas A&M as well. It we have like. a cold. Uh, we'll move on to uh, Ole Miss. Like you said, Lane Kivan kind of breaking through last year. A 10-2 and two season, a Sugar Bowl appearance, uh, a very good season. I'm a high on a lot of teams in the SEC. West old Miss is one of the couple that uh, I am not from, from what they lose. And I think they'll regress a little bit, but it's not, you know, it's going to be a major regression. Uh, it's just going to be a, a few more losses. They do have an easy non-conference, and they, and they pull Kentucky, who I think they can beat. Uh, they are at AM at Arkansas. Who I think uh, Arkansas can can beat them this year. So they they bring in transfer Jackson Dart, and uh, you know these USC transfers really haven't panned out. Like I said in the Big Twelve, I'm not expecting a lot from JT Daniels because of his continuous injury. Jackson Dart, uh, I think, has been overhyped. You know, we'll see. Maybe he can show out. I just I don't know. Uh, Evans is projected to be one of the best running backs in the SEC. And I think they'll need that uh, if they're going to compete. But they lost key defenders, uh, especially in the defense, secondary, and linebacker. They lost their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator. Uh, so there's a lot of turnover there. I think defense takes a, a step back and all it loses. I, I don't think they'll have... Those key, you know, those key spots will be missed when facing the bigger teams in their division, and so uh, even though they likely could six, you know, could start six and zero with the schedule they have, it's very backloaded. Uh, I think Ole Miss, you know, finishes most likely with seven wins, maybe eight. I think they could get two of those last six games, you know, finish eight eight and four, but uh, probably middle of the pack. Uh, with some of these other teams, depending on who they beat and who they lose to. Um, not a bad year, but definitely take a step back.
0: An old miss went out to pick some flowers. She walked in grass up to her ankles deep. A little bird sat on a turkey feather. It broke her heart. She let a farmer take her home.
1: Did you make that up, or is that an actual poem?
0: Yeah, it's it actually is something you sing um, because you then get it a little bit better. The inflection's better if you sing it. I just can't sing, um, to which I think people have heard already several times. Um, but no, it's something that my brother, your uncle, taught me, and I just remember it from when I was a wee youngin'. Um, old Miss, uh, very good year last year. I think the real key for them is really going to be how well do the uh, does the infusion work, uh, the the transfusion, I should say. Um, they lost some of their key skilled positions, but they brought in some really good ones. Um, yeah, I'm not sold on the um, uh, the quarterback transfer as much, um, and, and that's probably what's going to dictate me for them because I don't think their defense is going to be. Really, any better? Uh, I don't think there's anything um, that I see looking at uh, its makeup, returning production, or anything like that um, to make me think the defense is going to be much better. Therefore, with their offense probably taking a step back, I think they're still going to be pretty good. Um, yeah, another team that I don't think uh, teams want to play, um, and yeah, probably eight, about eight and four. You know, in, in that range, probably sounds about right.
1: All right, and we'll move on to their rivals, the Mississippi State Bulldog. I believe Mike Leach, is this his third year in the program? It is. I think. So, yeah, his third year getting uh, the roster and most of his guys. Uh, Mississippi State's actually uh, kind of that dark horse pick for me. Obviously don't think they'll win the West, but I think they'll knock off a lot of teams. And I think they'll be... Uh, competitive in most of these games uh, against the teams around them, especially easy non-con uh, at Kentucky, which I think they'll win. They do play Georgia at home, but they get them early. Uh, and that's a game uh, that they could potentially uh, win, maybe in an upset uh, spot there at home. Of course they do go to Bama, do go to Old Miss, Uh, But they return Rodgers and that a lot from that arid passing offense, which I think is a a high floor. And they're very uh, veteran laden team, especially on defense. Get a lot of their um, defensive middle back, even though they lost a couple guys in the secondary. uh, I think they'll be uh, a tough team to beat, especially at home. And so I think you're looking probably an eight and four team this year. I probably will lose a couple of boneheaded games like Mike Leach seems to to tend to do. But I also think very good shot at beating Georgia, uh, some higher ranked teams uh, above their schedule. So if they can stay competitive, uh, maybe they'll they'll push for the top. But I, I think Mississippi State will finish third in the division this year.
0: Yeah, I, I have a similar uh, respect uh, for them. Uh, they return uh, 17 starters. They return their uh, quarterback, who was very good last year and perfectly fits a Mike Leach air raid offense. Um, but you're right. They He does. I, I really do like him. I think he's hilarious. Um, seems like a great guy, but he's also a very good coach. Um, And he's proven that at multiple stops, but you're right. He does at every stop kind of have some of those bonehead losses. So you're like, why, what, what, what's going on? Um, And uh, he has to play Bama, has to play Georgia. Uh, Then of course the rest in that, you know, West division. So I really want to say that Mississippi state is going to be my number two. Um, so I'm going to cautiously say it, uh, because I was kind of in the, you know, similar with, with you, right. Kind of wavering back and forth of myself, uh, with, with A&M. Um, but I, I, I you know, the more I do look at it, I do think that Georgia better watch out, uh, cause I, that one I'm thinking Mississippi state, uh, could take that one.
1: Yeah, I do, too. I think it's in a, it's in a good spot for them, uh, especially if, you know, they can pull Georgia's defense early, you know, make it a game. Absolutely. We'll move on to uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas.
0: As Les Miles who, might say uh,
1: had a very <laughs> They had a very good year last year, uh, Sam Pittman. Coming in a second year, uh, seems to have a very good culture over there. Uh, definitely on the up uh, for Arkansas, which is great for them. And I think Arkansas is going to be a decent team again this year, return their quarterback, uh, best running team, I believe, in the country last year in the Power Five. And they have uh, a lot of uh, those those guys to, to be a good running team again. Um, but they lost... Uh, Burks, who was a huge in their production at wide receiver, a lot of uh, unknowns at wide receiver this year, which could be an issue. Uh, they do play Cincinnati at home in the non-con and at BYU. Both of those games are winnable. Not very high in Cincinnati this year. I think they will win the opening game. Are at Mississippi State, though. Uh, they do pull Bama at home, uh, LSU and Ole Miss at home. So definitely some winnable games. Uh, but the defense uh, I think is going to be very similar to last year. And I think uh, to keep Arkansas, to keep that success, they're going to have to win some shootouts. And I think they can, uh, but because of the unknown uh, at the skill positions, especially a wide receiver, uh, I still think it'll be a, a decent year for him, but I think it's a seven and five type year, uh, you know, probably beat the teams that they should lose to the teams that uh, you think they should lose to as well. So all in all, con- as he continues to build that program, I think they, they could definitely consistently get better. Uh, seven five, you know, it's not a great year, but, uh, for Arkansas, what they've been recently here in the past, uh, I think if they can continue that momentum, uh, that's, that's not a bad year for them So,
0: yeah with with them uh, I'll just let the cat out of the bag right now you know just to kind of you know continue with the the theme of that division I see every one of these teams going to a bowl game and that's the only division I look at across any of the power 5 con- or any conference for that matter where you can genuinely say that that's you know a high likelihood of happening over the past 5 years Arkansas has recruited better than 9 Big Ten teams. So think about that, right? I'm just using that to illustrate my point. The reason why I was so I have been so annoyed with the hype is because they haven't had the coaches. Arkansas has been terrible. Yet over the past five years, they recruit better than nine Big Ten teams. Don't tell me, oh well, they're they're in the SEC, you know. Whatever. It's relative they finally got a coach, you know, who looks like to your point has them on an upswing and he's putting that talent to good use. Um, unfortunately for them, it's going to be key year for, for Pittman. You know, this is where he might uh, struggle a bit because they do lose the real key pieces of their defense. And, um, I don't know that they have what they need on offense um, to make up for. In fact, as I look at, you know, I'm looking at here, they they only have five starters back on offense, right? So I, I don't know. I, I think they will get to a bowl game, but they're going to be right around that 6-6 six and six spot with me.
1: All right, and yeah, moving on to... The LSU Tigers uh, coached by first year coach Brian Kelly. Uh, I think out of all the teams in the SEC, no idea what to expect from this team. And of course, you've talked about it, Brian Kelly is a really good coach and they have will have a, a pretty great wide receiver core. Uh, but there's a lot of question marks. You know, the, the quarterback position, try to bring in a transfer from Arizona State, and of course, some other guys still battling. So, I mean, that's not great. Defense should be decent uh, and especially serviceable. Uh, but they did bring in a lot of transfers, uh, especially into the secondary uh, from a team that you know they lost nine guys to the draft last year. Despite you know not being very good team, this team has still been very talented. Uh, so, I, I do think Brian Kelly will, you know put that talent to good use kind of like Pittman has. Um, But just overall, just a lot of question marks, you know, especially I think more so the offense quarterback, offensive line, especially the depth there. And so, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I looked at all this and said, man, every one of these teams can and probably should make it to a bowl game. LSU is toting that line, that six and six line. I think that Florida state game at the beginning of the year is a big one, but I do think they, Uh, can beat Florida State. And they do pull at Florida, Tennessee from the other side. But both of those games are still winnable as well. So, yeah. Uh, Brian Kelly might be a tough year for him. But, you know, next couple of years, uh, if he puts the talent to good use this year, I think uh, they'll be right back at it uh, within, you know, two to three years. So that's what I think LSU
0: yeah, I agree. Um, they're kind of at the borderline as well. Um, you know, I, again, I think it's a similar six and six um, scenario, getting to a bowl game. Uh, they they have averaged fourteenth uh, over the past five years in recruiting, so they they have a mass amount of talent, uh, but they lost a lot. They only returned three starters on both sides of the ball that's tough um yeah I know they got some you know some quality in through the transfer portal uh but that's tough to overcome especially in that division where um you have Bama you have Mississippi State with all that experience you have a with all that talent uh it, it that it's going to make for a tough year and yes I'm if they are still competing, you know a lot of schools have named their starting quarterback. Um, the guy from Arizona State, in my opinion, was only okay. That was an underwhelming transfer, in my opinion. And if you still haven't named a starting quarterback with that mix, then uh, that's a big question mark for me too. So, um, yes, loads of talent. I think Kelly. Um, he could be a good coach there, but he's going to have, have a tough go of it this year.
1: Yes, and that will finally take us to the Auburn Tigers, who I do think will finish last in the division this year. Uh, Auburn has a brutal schedule. They do play Penn State in the non con con even though it's at home i do think they'll lose at georgia i think is a loss at bama thinks a loss at mississippi state most likely a loss uh, they do bring back they're running back again one of the better ones in the sec but you know bring in zach calzada from AM, who uh very hit or miss last year don't think he's uh, amazing and although the starting offensive line should be great like ohio state uh depth is definitely concerned there uh, the biggest thing, defense probably take a step back. Um, poor on the interior defensive line. Lost a lot of second key guys in the secondary from last year, and so yeah, they they are a talented team. Still recruit pretty well, uh, but this year I just don't think enough to compete consistently, uh, you know, against the teams in their division. So, you know, I've been t- I've been touting line. I still think they'll be right on that bowl game line, uh, six you know six wins ish. I think it's very possible that they miss out and go five and seven. Uh, but I think it's just as likely that they, they do just make it and go six and six. So not sure if I had to pick, I'd say bull game for Auburn. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a tough year, I think for the Tigers.
0: Yeah. With Auburn, yeah, very interesting. Um, they have over the past five years, Number eight um, ranked recruiting class. That, that's very close to A&M. Um, they never had any number ones like that, but very consistent in their recruiting. By comparison, Ohio State average over the past five years, number five. So from a talent perspective, you know, very close, very similar there. Um, they do return almost their entire offensive line. Which for me, as you know, I'm always big on on that offensive line, defensive line. Always talk about the middle of that defensive line. Um, they have returned quite a bit uh, on that offensive line, uh, and I think their defensive line is fairly well intact as well. <clears throat> and that's where it starts. So they got a lot of talent. Um, they do lose some key cogs in the secondary and whatnot. Uh and, and the end of last year was kinda ugly for them. So I, I think the talents there. Um Harson has coached well before. I just don't know if the SEC's for him. And it's just gonna be very interesting. Uh because like I, like I said, I, I think every one of these teams can go to a bowl game, but I think you're right, if if only one of them's gonna probably be left out, it's gonna be Auburn. Uh and if it is, um I don't know what's going to happen with Harson. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. So uh, I I tend to see the same same thing as you do there.
1: Absolutely. And now that we have concluded that, I believe we both have Alabama and Georgia yet again vying for the SEC title, uh, where I do think... Alabama will win yet again, be 13 and0 undefeated, and of course, uh, into the college football playoff where they will most likely be the number one seed.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, it, Alabama versus Georgia, I think Alabama will win. And what's interesting, you know, I've already said Ohio State skates uh, undefeated into the playoffs, which basically means, by default, Bama will be number one because you know they're not going to pull Bama out of the number one spot ever in that scenario. Ohio State would definitely likely be number two unless they had a couple of ugly games that they won and you know, some other team close to in proximity maybe looked better in a few games. I don't know, but very likely it would be Ohio State number two. And I think, I think we both have Clemson likely in that playoff, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, It's that fourth team for me That's I'm not even going to hazard a guess right now. Um, If I had to rubber-met the road, I'd just have to say Georgia. Uh, And if that were the scenario, you basically got Ohio State-Clemson and uh, Bama-Georgia facing off. Um, And so it'd be interesting.
1: It would be. And, yeah, that fourth team, because I believe in – most of my other conferences, I have them with multiple losses. Right, right. Uh, you know, uh, o- Bay- uh, Oklahoma I think is gonna have multiple losses. I don't think. I don't think regardless, a Big Twelve champ is gonna make it this year. Uh, Utah, I think could uh, if they do win with one loss. I think it's more likely they have two losses, and so I think that would drop them out. Uh, the big thing is, what if? You know, Georgia does have a loss. They go to the SEC title. They lose. You know, they are two losses, but you have a two-loss conference champ sitting there. Um, or you still have a one-loss team from the, the one of the divisions that didn't make it to the title game. Uh, I think we may be likely to see uh, one of them make it over You know two-loss conference champs. So I don't know. Uh, I think there uh, could be some chaos at the end of this year. Because uh, I think it may be down to one of those last two scenarios, uh, which which would make it interesting. But, yeah, I think for sure Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think you're right. Those other conferences are likely to have multiple losses at the top tier. Um, and, and so that will be very hard because Georgia – now, I think Georgia you know, would be a multiple loss possibly in the scenario as well. Because like I said, I think Mississippi State could take them out. Um, and I think you even said too, is you see them, you know, likely having a loss, you know, before the conference championship game, if I recall. Right. So, and then they were to lose Alabama, that would be a two loss Georgia team. So it would make it tight and make it very interesting. Um, I'm curious to see how the playoff committee treats the Pac-12 this year. Because, It's not going to be the Pac-12 anymore. Um, The relevance of the Pac-12 and Big 12, it's becoming less and less. Um, I I think the ACC still has some clout because uh, they still have Clemson. So do they penalize Utah for that? Because Utah can do well in that conference. But Utah is just a very, very well-coached team. That's Utah. They don't have the talent of any of those other teams we talked about. Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Penn State. They don't have that talent. I think people think that they have more better talent than what they really have. Um, So I guess what I'm saying is I think it's going to be tough for them to get to the playoffs anyway. And I I just wonder if going forward, you know, how the— playoff committee in the back of their minds treats, you know, the Big 12 and especially the Pac-12 um, for the next year or so.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, especially at this point, there shouldn't be any uh, bias like that. But, you know, from what we've seen uh, over the past however many years, the committee's definitely uh, seemed uh, pretty biased, at least in what you know, they we think they're uh, criteria are, you know, it's supposed to be subjective, but uh, it seems year in and year out make it well aware that it's not as subjective as we would like to think. But I digress on that. Uh, quick aside before uh, we finish here, I think I don't know if you heard, uh, of course you know, we'll be at the uh, Notre Dame game this year and they're honoring the 2002 National Championship. Yes. Team, which is really cool, but I think they're going to wear throwback uniforms—the uh, 2002 uniforms uh, with the with the big gray stripes on the uh, the side with the white lettering. Uh, so I think it should be pretty cool.
0: I I don't know if it, it, it's true or not because I I heard what you heard and then I saw somebody on them their internet uh, posted that it was not true. Um. I think it would be awesome. Um, uh, I I think I, I've always liked that that gray stripe better on the home uniforms than than the uh, look they've had recently. Um, but also, what I liked about those O two uniforms was the piping on the on the pants. Um, and if they truly went that you know, retro back to that year, you know recently they've, they've been wearing kind of a matted gray. Um, if I remember that O2 team, it was kind of a gloss, I have a silver gloss almost, uh, in those pants. Um, and then if I remember that the black piping was bigger, stronger, um, not quite like, you know, the 68 team, but it was a bigger pipe. I, I felt so, Are they going to do just the color scheme with the gray stripes and call it O2 if they do it, if they indeed do it? Or are they actually truly going to go with an O2 uniform um, with the the piping and the coloring of the pants and stuff? So that'll be... So first of all, I don't know if they're going to do it. If they do do it, I I would love to see them do it right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I really do hope they do it. I love when they... Uh, like I said, I, I I enjoy more of those uh, uniforms from those past years than I do the current ones. So, regardless, we'll find out is we are a fortnight away. It
0: is a fortnight. That's right. That's right. It's a fortnight. Ooh, ooh. See, I can't. I can't sing. Right. So I'm. I'm not that strong. of A vocalist. Right. I can't. I can't do it.
1: T'was a valiant effort.
0: All right, now, you two just settle down. I think what the boys are saying. These here fellers is telling you that you have been mollywopped with a fantastic episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bell Haven and the boy. Indeed.